instant like interest in her beautiful face reasonably so she's very beautiful she's so beautiful they're both very beautiful yeah i'm just like And we're the ghouls next door. Synchronicity. Uh, which we should watch. <laughs> Some yeah. uh, was it synch- synchronic by our, our boys. Um, what are what is their names? Your Endless. Oh. Those guys. Yeah. They have a new film out. Those boys. <laughs> this, is, this is a sidetrack for that. Um, but Queer. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. We are here. We are queer. Get used to it. for queers. Yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got my spooky ghost rainbows. The ghouls next door mask. Yes. Kat is wearing, if you're watching. Um, it kind of looks, because I, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm blind. And it looks uh, like teeth. Oh, yeah. Like a does. scary, like, rah. That's <laughs> good. It, yeah. It, it doubles as spooky. Spooky time. Um. Yes, it is December, so we are talking about queer horror. Yeah. Or horror films in which there are queer characters, potential queer threads of plot. We're still Um, in the apocalypse time, so, like, you know, gotta talk about what's under attack. Yeah. Currently. (laughs) Just the queer community. Always and forever. Yep. Uh, Hopefully not forever, but yeah. Is there, so until she dies. It would be dope if she just resigned. Yeah, okay. I just think that would be nice. Good. What about them makes you think they'll be nice? That's fair. <laughs> anyway, oh. sadness. Um, we are, like you said, talking about queer horror. Um, last week we talked about Spiral, the Shutter film. This week we are going to be talking about a film with a female protagonist who is um, coming to terms with potentially being a lesbian. Yeah. Although, well, we don't really know that. Yeah. Um. Because, I mean, that doesn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it is Norwegian, uh, so it's subtitled, uh, Don't Let the Tiny Words at the Bottom of the Screen Defer You from Watching Cool Movies. Like, yeah, it was, re- it was a fun movie. Like, I had a great time watching it. Yeah. It's not the kind of movie that you would want to multitask during. Oh, yes. You can't. Yeah. yeah. It's like that TikTok of a girl, and she's, like, doing her makeup, and she's watching a a um subbed anime yeah so she's like trying to she keeps looking at the screen because you're like trying to read no i feel that struggle i feel that struggle so much because literally like there's so many animes i've gotten to the point where it's like i need to watch it but it's like one of those things i have to give it all my attention and i don't feel ready yeah (laughs) the same thing with like the the k-dramas that i watch i'm always just like I, I have to watch, I have phone. to read it. I don't know enough Korean. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, two words, okay? Yeah. Um, and one is just no. <laughs> the other, okay, I know three words. I know no, I know thank you, which is, this is two I words. I know how to say hello and on the phone and in person. Hello, yeah. yeah. And I say hello, no, and thank you. That's good. That's Those are important words. Those are important words, so I know you what happens. not if, yes. So you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what yes is. But, yeah, it's definitely a film you got to pay attention to. Um, 
because it's subtitled, right? But also because it's like there's a lot of things being explored. It is mm-hmm. a little more experimental. There's um, a lot of subtle things going on, too, in the background. Yeah. And it's like you definitely want to be aware of what's going on. I enjoyed Present. it. I did enjoy it. I, um, It was like chill. Yeah. Like, like there was some stressful things happening. But even within the stress, I was like... It was definitely yeah. one of those horror movies that, like, didn't build up suspense so much. Like, suspense and release was not the theme of it. It was mm-hmm. one of those, like, what's happening is horrific. Yeah. And we can all agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, there's a scary part to it. But it's more so, like, the concept is scary. And, like, what's happening is scary, but not the play of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, it's, like, when you're thinking about the ramifications of what this means mm-hmm. that's scary yeah but like yeah and i think it's real that they compare it to raw because raw was very similar in its implementation yeah too because it was definitely like slow burn yeah like nothing to like music was not at play really in terms of building suspense it was mm-hmm. not a suspenseful film no the music isn't playing into the suspense it's not uh overtly scary it's yeah. just like what's happening is messed up and you're yeah. like, oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that, like, coming of age, women having been suppressed meets college life where you were infinitely free. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's overwhelming how much you're trying to figure out about yourself all at one time. Yeah. Because now you have the opportunity, so you want to do it all. Yeah. Um, matched with like supernatural or horrific things in it that are also um in both of in raw and thelma is um generational Mm -hmm. as well and it's also tied to womanhood and um because in i'm pretty sure it was the matriarchal line in yeah in raw that it was her mother and it was always like the and this it was the patriarchal it was the dad, it was the dad's but mom. it skipped the dad mm-hmm. and it was the mom. So it's the, still the women. Yeah. The, still the women who are done um, and still the women and that too. So yeah. it's, it is interesting. It's the monstrous woman, like generational. So yeah. what we're talking about is a film called Thelma. Uh, let me tell you what it's about. Tell me. Thelma is from 2017. A confused religious girl tries to deny her feelings for a female friend who's in love with her. This causes her suppressed, subconsciously controlled psychokinetic powers to reemerge with devastating results. Directed by Joachim Trier. I don't I know. If I said your name right. I don't know if that's what happened. I don't agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> IMDb, but I, I guess on the I get surface, it. It's, it's definitely the like the. I don't media analysis films. <laughs> yeah, right this is what it. it is. Yeah. I think like when you're coming in on the surface, that's what it looks like. The yeah. trailer would tell you that. Yeah. Um, but, you know. And that's what they want trailer. you to think, too. That's what yeah. they want you to think going in. That's a good thing to think that going in. <laughs> then you decide for yourself. Yeah. So we have this film that's very beautiful cinematically. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, this, we see this, we start with. Snowy woods. Yeah. A girl out there with her dad. And then he, it, like, they see a deer. Uh-huh. And he tells her to, like, close her ear, like, shut, cover her ears. Uh-huh. And she's looking at the deer, expecting him to shoot the deer. And he turns the gun on her. 
Like, he's going to shoot her. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, what is she? What's wrong yeah, with her? What? Like, he's trying what's to wrong kill with him? <laughs> that right? too. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah. why would he want to kill his child daughter who's clearly not... Yeah, she's just a kid. She's right? a baby yeah, still. Like, like she's not going to, like, pounce on him. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not, like, an overt threat to his existence. Yeah, so <laughs> real, so real. And then it just cuts to, like, mod- like present day. Yeah. She's an adult, a young adult. Yeah. She's going to go to college. She's in college. Yeah. She's living by herself for the first time. And her mom calls her every day. Yeah. To check on her and her well-being. Which is just, like, you know, helicopter parents. Yeah. Um, Nothing she, seems too like weird outside of the gun. At the yeah, beginning. at that beginning. Yeah. and you're like, oh. um, but she's very much like you can tell. Like one, the fact that her mom calls her every day, she very clearly doesn't. She doesn't have any friends. She's not like yeah, going out and partying. Yeah, she hasn't met anyone yet. That's like she's just buddy, buddy. study. Yeah, um, which is similar to um, uh, Julia DeCanor. Corno's raw. Uh-huh. Her sister was also, like her only. Yeah, the sister connection. was a wild child and she was like, I'll just do the books. Yeah. Um, Smart. And that was like her too. And then she sees this woman at the library. Yeah. Um, Anya. And is like instant love. Yeah. Instant like interest in her beautiful face. Reasonably so. She's very beautiful. She's so beautiful. They're both very beautiful. Yeah, and just like uh, we need more. And it was funny. It was like, I was like, she has to be a model. And you're like, she is. <laughs> she is, yeah. So the actor, um, OK is her name. OK Kaya is a model. A cool she is a model. And they were like, we don't know if she can act, but I want her in this film. Um, the Thelma is played by Eileen Harbo. Again, I hope I'm saying your name right. Norwegian is a really different difficult English. language. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is when what? you grow up speaking English, it's hard sometimes to pronounce things correctly because our brains stop developing the ability to find sounds after puberty. Fun yeah. Fact. There's a lot of, again, me learning Korean. Yeah. And all, like, it's not different impossible, letters. but it is harder. There, there's like many of them. I cannot tell that there's a difference. I'm like, these three are the same sounds. <laughs> Why are they written different? Because our brain didn't learn them when we were little. People. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Yeah. So, it's definitely not a film that I feel like I could, like with Spanish, because I know a little bit when I watch a Spanish film, there's a still a piece of me that can kind of float away. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can like grasp what yeah, is like happening. Some of it. Not in this. Yeah. Um, but it's very like, I think there's, I, I enjoy the aesthetics of this film. It's very blue mm-hmm. and gray. Um, very like mute yeah. in color, which is interesting because Spiral was very red. Yeah. Um, well, you kind of get this. Blue and gray are, like, both suppressing kind of colors. So you yeah. kind of get that throughout. It's like a play on yeah. the situation at hand. Yeah. And so, like, um, if you look into Thelma and you're interested, many people would compare it to Carrie um, mm. or even, like, a little bit of X-Men in there because it's, um, you know, a young girl who has psychokinetic powers mm-hmm. and is repressed by parents. Yeah, because um, of religious reasons. Because of religious reasons. Although I don't know and if Jean Grey's reasons. parents were religious, but that whole idea, like, <laughs> you're yeah, too much. It's the whole, yeah, you have regular, regular parents who had nothing special about them. They just went to school, got married in yeah. the suburbs and lived their best life. And now they got a weird kid. And now they got a kid and they don't know how to cope with that because they're like, everything in my life has made me think that this isn't regular and yeah. I'm stressed. Yes. Yeah. And I think like, so yeah, it, it's, it's carrying that, like we have the suppressed girl 
who is religious. And there's even a conversation when she first starts hanging out with the kids because they're like, do you want to drink? And she's like, no. And he's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm Catholic or something. Christian. 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 And uh, they laugh at her. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's a silly reason in modern day. Yeah. To not. And also lots of people are atheists, especially in college. Yeah, especially in college. And I think, so there's, like, which brings me to one of my favorite parts <laughs> of this film. Uh, there's a conversation. So her parents come to visit. They bring some stuff for her in her, her new apartment. And they're out at dinner. And she's, like, going on. She's talking about school. She's criticizing or critiquing these ideologies of, like, family friends. Yeah. And the parents are uncomfortable and, like, essentially, like, shut her down. Yeah. And it's very clear they, like, and I resonated with this conversation because it's very much, like, conservative parents reluctant to let kid go to school because then they'll learn the truth about the world and then question their beliefs in the world around them. And they hate that. Yeah. Because they want you to stay in their little bubble that's contained and like obedient yeah and suppressed <laughs> and she's definitely not doing that even in the minuscule way that she like she hadn't even gone out yet like she yeah. hadn't even done anything yet. i mean the act of educating people yeah. is to free them from these bubbles yes. so if you want to suppress anything you suppress education which is what the american system has done thus far and also is very common in religious households where they do not allow women to receive education yeah because danger that allows them to notice that like hey freedom should be a thing I should, be able to, I should be able to do it. Why are you in charge of the money? <laughs> what second. is that about? That's ridiculous. One, you're not good at math. You failed it in high school. So <laughs> I'm good at it. Let me do it. Yeah, what, what is this? Hold on. Yeah. The text here says. Also, um, I'm an independent human being. <laughs> now I want to fight you. Yeah, exactly. And so they don't want that. No one wants that. Yeah. Um, if you Patriarchy's have that control. Weapon is that. Yes. Which, like, <laughs> so when we first see this, it definitely seems like a generic kind of idea of parents don't want their kid to get intelligent and then break away from the church and like be independent and possibly make bad decisions Mm -hmm. later we find out that potentially they didn't want her to do this because it could unlock her psychokinetic abilities and religion was just a really convenient scapegoat (laughs) yeah which yeah and so it's like at first you think it's like they're repressive they don't want her to figure out who she is. She's also gay now. And so it's like she's also kind of hiding that from them. And so you're thinking like Carrie, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? like you have a parent who's just not going to accept you for who you are kind of thing. It's dangerous. And then it turns out like, no, they actually are just really honestly afraid of you yeah. and afraid of what you could do. And you just also happen to love a woman. And I want to say there were moments where I was mad at myself because I sympathized really hard with the parents. I'm like. This is I a, get it. Like, yeah, they're just regular people, and they don't know. Like, they're just, like, trying to figure out how to cope with this. And yeah. they're not doing it the right way. <laughs> no. But, like, they also do still clearly, like, love her. Yeah. And, like, care about her and are, like, doing their best. Like, so for context, spoilers, um, they lost their second child because... Of her. Of her. Like, and that's something that's very real. Like, that is a thing that happens. I know people who have experienced that where... One of the other, like, the first children, first child, inadvertently through accidents, because that's what kids do. They have accidents and things mm-hmm. happen um, where they lose one of their children. And they have to, like, 
deal with that. It's like, it's two things. Like, you're still their parent, but you're also that other kid's parent. And you also have to, like, make sure you're not putting, like, blame on a child whose yeah. fault it is not because they were a child uh, yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. Um. And it's hard enough when they have, they die from natural causes and you still have to, like, love your children when you're dealing with that, like, intense and horrible loss. Yeah. And also, like, feeling like you're... You can't give too much love because you could have given to them, right? And it's like you're not giving them justice by loving more, Mm -hmm. kind of. It's complicated, for sure. It's a complicated situation. I definitely sympathize with the parents and, like, what they were going through. And as much as, like, I didn't agree with their methods, I was just like, this is at least, like, this is the nicest version of this scenario I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I would argue this is very um, um, frozen, mm. where they're like, okay, kid has powers. Instead of teach kid how control powers and accept them, we suppress them and make them not real and make them feel like an outsider. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to be, they're going to lose it. When yeah, they they're going to have a minute, freedom. like when they're left to their own devices where they're. Yeah. The pressure, you can't put that much pressure on a child. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's like, they made them forget that she had them. Yeah, yes. So she goes out not knowing that she has the ability to do this. Uh, And they're just waiting. Like, they're as much at fault for not communicating mm -hmm. what she had the capability to do. Yeah. And not acting faster when she started acting strange. Yeah. You know, like. And I get, they're trying to trust, you know. But I mean, at some point you can't, like. Yeah. There's a part of that that shouldn't have been trusted because she doesn't know. Like, yeah. you can't trust her with not knowing what she's doing. Yeah. You do have to give her the whole story of, like, what's and then trust. happening. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, if she knew and had the ability to, like, start to develop and control these things. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is they were scared of what happens at the end of the movie. Yeah. And that, that she did. That yeah. she would, through, like, uh, resentment, kill them. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. Kind of. Um, she did for dad. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, there's this documentary thing I watched, I think, on ID okay. or something. And it was a woman whose teen son was, like, troubled. Mm. And he ended up killing her daughter, the mm. younger. And it's, like, this whole complicated relationship she had with him because, like, that's still her son. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was obviously troubled. But, like, she also lost her daughter. Like, yeah. and it was, like, there's That's so really many. It was, like, it was such a deep, like, I wish I could remember the name of it. But it was, like, it rocked me as, like, a true crime person. I was, yeah. like, this is too much. Um, and that's yeah. kind of, like, I, I agree that I think the parents really were trying their best. I mean, they, oh, what are they going to do, right? Like, there's no Professor Xavier to show up and be, like, I'll take your get in. Teach you yeah, how to teach use this to, to be good. It. Like, this doesn't exist anywhere. And And as far as, like, the... The dad knows is that his father is missing because his mom zipped him out of space and then had a mental breakdown and has lived in this asylum for forever. Yeah. And so he's like, I don't want that to happen to my daughter. Also, I lost my child. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So there's like, it it is like that. But I think, you know, in us talking about queer horror, I mean, she is in love with this girl Mm -hmm. that she sees. And so, again, on the surface, it seems like she's from this religious family. They're not going to like that she likes a girl. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. And then she also so happens to have epileptic seizures. They're uh, caused, caused by emotional stress. Yes. Um, 
or arousal. <laughs> and yeah. then she does things happen yeah. because of it. Um, there's like the first time the Anya shows up is very questionable that she like comes, she like walk there. Yeah. And you're immediately suspicious. Yeah. You're like, how? Why did she come here? She didn't know. They don't really ask that many questions. They asked like two questions. They said, mm-hmm. why are you here? And she said, you texted me. And I was like, no, I didn't. Do you know where I live? I guess I did. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the conversation. And then. Because <laughs> she was thinking about her. And summoned her. Yeah, summoned her. So it's like right off the bat, it's sus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know if Anya really did like you. I think Anya was quirky. Yeah. And I think Anya was interested, like, and intrigued by her. Yeah. But I don't know if she really liked her like that to that degree. Or, like, she didn't really get a chance to. Yeah. Because she was immediately forced to. Yeah. In the relationship. Yeah, and it, it was very interesting because there was this dynamic that, like, she didn't want it but did. And it was, like, she was the one who initially shut it down despite being the one who was subconsciously, like, forcing it. Yeah. So well, that yeah. was a really interesting dynamic. I guess it's, like, kind of, like, self-hatred or something. Yeah. It was, it was, it was interesting. It's a lot for her to deal with. Yeah. And I think that's the danger of having a, like, a character with this much power. Uh that has no understanding of self yeah like that she's still trying to figure herself out and has too much to fight with and that's why it got bad yeah you know and she didn't have any support around her she's also experiencing everything like all at once which is very college um but like it was happening smoking drinking everything relationships it was all happening like rapid fire yeah and then it's just like deal with it alone right um i wanted to talk about some quotes from the horror queers over at bloody disgusting which we had on our show a few weeks ago um called debating mixed metaphors and lesbian telekinesis film thelma um is written um like put together by joe who's our friend over there and he said specifically joe did that This makes it really upsetting when it is revealed by Thelma's father, Trond, that Thelma is inadvertently using her power to control Anya. It's a great twist that serves to set up the slightly draggy third act and upend the narrative. It also kind of destroys my emotional investment in the character. The implication is that there's nothing genuine in Anya's interactions with Thelma throughout the film, and most problematically, that she does not consent consent to their sexual relationship it is entirely a byproduct of Thelma's control which if you pause to think about it is some straight up villain behavior yeah (laughs) it's just super true and I would say I mean I never really felt like Thelma was gonna be a hero yeah yeah she very much I don't even know if victim is the right word but she was really like she seemed as if, like, you got it set up at the very beginning that there was a reason to be scared of her. Yeah. Um, when the, you had the father pointing the gun at her, which is something like, even if your kid is not okay, that's not something you should do. Yeah. But it sets up this that. idea <laughs> yeah. um, that uh, there's something to look out for that's dangerous about her. Um, and you definitely get that, like, vibe kind of throughout as, like, her meltdowns are very stressful. And like they're trigger, like she doesn't handle what's happening to her very well, and you kind of get the idea that there's this impending bad thing that's going to happen if she doesn't check it, like see yeah. what's going on, like explore who she is and what she wants and all of that. 
Yeah. Very Carrie-esque in the fact that, like, there's this big explosive, like, thing that they're building to. Yeah. Oh, and also kind of, like, um, it's okay to not be okay. Yes. Like, yes. it was definitely, like, you knew, you knew someone was going to give and that it was going to be dangerous because this person is troubled yeah. and has power and power is dangerous yeah. in the wrong hands, right? Especially in, like, young adolescent, like, hands that, like, don't have, one, no one has given them the context to deal with it. Yeah. But also, like, it's something that's emotion-motivated, yeah. and that's, like, a time that's very emotional. Yeah. So it's, like, dangerous in general for themselves and others. Yeah, I think, like, like I, I, I definitely didn't ever really think that Thelma was, a, was the protagonist, for, per se. I think yeah. we were just watching her story. Um, but I think just being presented with this, someone who has previously been suppressed having psychokinetic powers immediately makes you think like evil time yeah. well not evil time but like something bad's gonna happen in, inadvertently evil time yeah. right and it also makes me think of um uh from my hero academia one of my favorite characters because people always look at me when i said i would like this quirk um which is uh hitoshi shinso who has the brainwashing yeah he give he, he, he maneuvers what you think kind of thing yeah and he wants to be a hero but everyone's like that's an evil quirk that's, yeah, that's a, a villain, villain quirk, quirk. Yeah. so you have to like how dare you try to be a hero and i was like you can't be a hero and he oh. wants to be and he just wants so hard to be a hero and because <laughs> i said that i was like i wanted to, I, if i had a quirk i would want to manipulate people's emotions but in a beneficial way where it's like you can tone down like people are gonna fight or something yeah not like, like making de-escalate. Yeah. you know <laughs> like not that yeah but I de-escalation yes exactly every like, police force in the world needs that just yeah i just yeah. calm the situation down. well i mean they need other things they need a lot of <laughs> they things they need yeah. to not need that um but, they shouldn't be the ones showing up <laughs> yeah yeah um but that's what it makes me think of is like they hear that they think villain quirk. So when I read like when I was reading about her and you read the description, I was like villain quirk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this, is, this isn't gonna end well. Yeah. And I I think like everyone's kind of reacting that way too. And it it is it is just like really sad. So there's this really big kind of emotional time. I would say because like you said, it is pretty like minimal with its like suspense and thrill mm-hmm. like it's kind of just like moments, you're just but yeah you're more just like intrigued the uh-huh. whole time you're never kind of fully stressed i would yeah. say until the one scene uh which is where she is um trying to see if she has epilepsy mm-hmm. so they're doing the epilepsy machine they're like yeah. we're gonna stress you out we're gonna flashlights in your face yeah i'm gonna try to cause an epileptic seizure so we can watch your brain to see how it does yeah um so we're going to see your brain, mm-hmm. see how it reacts, and understand if this actually is epilepsy or if it's something else. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's psychokinetic is that it's it's not a physical reaction, yeah. actually. So um, it's something going on in her head, right? So um, they're inducing that, and so they make her think, they're like, is there a boy you like? Mm-hmm. And, of course, she's thinking of Anya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's, like, starting to trigger and at the same time, we flash over to Anya, and she's just doing her laundry. Mm-hmm. Turns off her music, goes to do it. She comes back. Her music is blaring. It's just like, it is like the arc of the climax. And yeah. then, and then the, um, it's such a phenomenal scene where the glass cracks and bursts through, and then she's mm-hmm. out of existence. Yeah. And it happens like 
pretty, I felt like it was pretty soon in the film. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, halfway through. Yeah. And we hadn't really, like, interacted with Anya and her for a while. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like... You just had, like, this build-up. Yeah, kind all of a sudden of, it just happened. Yeah, like, her, like, trying, like, through psycho and out whatever powers, is able to, like, basically make her initiate physical relationship yeah. with her. She gets overwhelmed by that very stressed and like leaves and shuts it down yeah and then is still wishing for that to happen yeah. but now there's this like awkwardness between them yeah so it's like w we're still trying to figure out their relationship and what's going to happen and then anya's just zapped mm -hmm. and you don't like the whole time i was like all right when does she come back like yeah. i really was just like i don't understand like if she's where gone, she went. gone i'm upset yeah i don't know where she went or why she went or what's going on and she like thelma in true villain fashion is just like ignoring everyone everyone's like you hung out with anya the most where is she do you know are you concerned at literally at all i'm her mom i met you <laughs> like you know like there's this whole thing and she's just like shut out <laughs> yeah. i did it but i'm not gonna acknowledge it and at the same time we are getting this she had flashbacks to her childhood where she was annoyed by this child and zapped them and then zapped him back. Yeah. And then later the parents are like, you zapped him again and you zapped him back, but bad. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, it's super rude that she can zap people when she's asleep. Yeah. Because it's like she doesn't, that's just like, you know, your dream state is different. Like that's, your brain can do things that, you wouldn't want in real life. Yeah. Like, it's just playing out scenarios. In yeah. That end. And that's not fair. Like, she's a kid. Like, she's having a dream. She's just following the track of the dream. It's not something you actually want to happen. She didn't want to kill her brother. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. rude that's in her dreams. Yeah. Because she can't control that. You can't control, you can't stop the train. Yeah. In your subconscious mind. Yeah. And it's also like the subconscious. Like, it kind of felt like they were saying, like, subconsciously she's evil. Yeah. That, like, she always wants this yeah. inside. Which is not fair. Yeah. Because, like, as a young person, like, when you have a younger sibling, like, you can't stand them. Yeah. You don't want them to get attention. You want the attention. Yeah. They're loud. And then you couple that with, like, supernatural powers that you haven't explained your child has and, like, how to control and work through them. Like, they're yeah. just scared of her. Yeah. They don't explain to her that if she has these thoughts, something bad could happen. Yes. Yeah, I agree. They just leave it unexplained, so it's rude. Yes, it is super rude. Um, there's also, I think, it, I felt similar to um, Trace from Horror Queers in the same article, kind of talking about how, like, although we have this in our horror, our queer horror section, it I feel like it really, <laughs> the only part of it that is queer is that she just so happened to have fallen in love with a girl, yeah. which is a part of her anxiety because she doesn't quite understand that. It yeah. is an added level of like. Because of the religious. Yeah, the religious. That was yeah. hers. Like, and we find out the religion was her crutch. Yeah. Like she needed it for like to. to and the family wasn't like that. overtly. They just used it they as were, a means. And they also were using it as a crutch too to like. Because the mom, like, says things, too. Like, I mean, you, at some point you have to rationalize and you need something to continue on after your kid has been zapped mm -hmm. and murdered. And that it's a test from God, by your, basically. Yeah, by yeah. your daughter. Like, yeah. how do you Cope do that? With that. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, but I feel like that, it, it, it's advertised to be this, like, 
queer film. And it's, it's but not, it really isn't. It's just yeah. it's kind of circumstantial. There's nothing so overtly queer about it. Yeah. And so um, Trace said, I find it odd that a film with such a focus on its queer protagonist moves that queer aspect to the background for most of the third act. Abrupt changes in narratives can work. See Martyrs or the recent Good Manners for good examples of this, which we'll cover. Good Manners. Yeah. Um, but Thelma should be about Thelma's journey to self-acceptance. Instead, we get two acts of buildup and then a whole act of infant infanticide family drama. Don't get me wrong. There is a place for that. But here it doesn't quite work. Thelma tries to be too many things at once, and it lessens the impact of both narratives. Yeah. And I agree. When we kind of have that in there... It stopped being a queer film. Mm-hmm. It stopped being a, like because we totally forgot. Like Anya's missing, we don't care anymore. Like, yeah. like the whole third act, she's not there. It's all about like oh Thelma's evil yeah. and is becoming she's definitely increasingly kill her evil. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> she's like scary uh, and is like losing it. But it doesn't even matter that Anya is missing. It doesn't matter that she had this whole relationship with Anya and that she was figuring herself out. Like that doesn't yeah. matter. She's evil. That's it. And it, I think uh, I read an article on Screen Crush, and I'm not going to quote it exactly because how I'm interpreting it, I think, is a little different than the quote was intended. But that basically, like, it's a self-discovery film more than yeah. it is a queer film. It's like her figuring out who she is. Yeah. And it's very, like, kind of selfish in its portrayal of that. It's just like, this is her. Yeah. Everyone else is an accessory of her. Yeah. She's just figuring out who she is, and everyone else is a casualty of that. Yeah. Um. So you kind of have this thing that's set up as a expose of the queer experience, and that's not so much what you get. You kind of just get this girl who's, like, going through it. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of just, like, puppets yeah. in that world. Yeah. Which, like, sucks, because, like, it would be dope. <laughs> yeah. If it was just a queer old time. Yeah. <laughs> it would but be instead, dope. you know, you kind of get this, like, kind of cringy, forced... Yeah. Queer relationship that's not based in consent. Yeah. Which kind of reaffirms a lot of, like, people's ignorant fears. Yeah. That, yeah. like, they're stealing. Like predatory. Yeah, like, the predatory mm. queer, queer person who's going to, like, turn your kid gay. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah. That's not how it works. And that kind of, like, reaffirms that fear, which I don't really like. Condone, yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. It's Yeah, it's not a... It's not beneficial for anyone. I agree. I think, like, there's also, like, this... I, f- I feel like similar... To what was said, there's a lot of threads here. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that they're trying to do at once. And that's why it's kind of, like, not full. Mm-hmm. It's just too many things that are left to be like, what do we do? Yeah, it's right? trying to say a lot. Yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> just pick one. Yes. Like kind, of, like, kind of like the end of Spiral where it's just, like, all of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it kind of diminishes the rest of what we just saw. But, like, even there's, like, the whole part where she's, like, investigating, like, psychokinetic, right? And also investigating, like, her grandmother who is, mm-hmm. is, is in a psychiatric institution. And she comes across this whole, like, research of, like, uh, witches or, like, women who, you know... Who are said who, to be witches, Witches because they had the psychokinetic power or because they were too smart. You know, like, th- that whole thing of, like, which is a parallel to the idea of, like, you are going to get educated, woman, like, this is bad because now you're, you're going to know too much. You're going to learn that sexuality is a spectrum. Yeah, you're going to know uh, too much. <laughs> and that's danger danger zone for us. It just so happens that it actually is danger for her yeah. to know that stuff, like, and to not be repressed. So I feel like the ending, like, the the moral of the story was that she shouldn't have learned this. Yeah, <laughs> like, she shouldn't have left home. It was right. Stayed. Like, they were right to think she was going to be evil. Like, they were like, it is inevitable 
that this was going to happen. Like, that's yeah. how the parents took it. And if anything, it's like... And it's their it's responsibility because they let it happen. Yeah, it's know? their fault because they let her out. And that, it didn't actually help her at all. Yeah. <laughs> it never, at, at the end of this, does not at all say, like, you should fi- figure yourself out and empower yourself and you'll learn. And sometimes it gets sloppy along the way. Like, with Raw, it was like, it was really sloppy. And if yeah. people communicated, she would do it. But eventually... She was figuring herself out, and that was yeah. a part of it. And like, there was no victory that. piece really, because the victory piece was her manipulating this girl into yeah. loving her at with, the end, and then murdering the like the one parent. Yeah, she murdered her dad. She healed her mom, which was also like super rude and like powery because yeah. like the fact that she was like, "You were in this chair because you tried to kill yourself because I killed your son, so I'm gonna give you." I'm going to heal you. And now you're indebted to me. Like now you can't resent me because I fixed you. Like that's super evil. Yeah. She's so evil. And then at the end she dreams, she envisions Anya comes up and kisses her. And then she comes up and kisses her. And I was like, she's evil. (laughs) Like I get it. I get it. I get it. But I hate that because it's like, again, like you said, it's that predatory, like, yeah. You don't make her queer then. <laughs> don't like don't use her as a weapon then. Yeah, it, it just kind of sucks. It's, it's like they didn't even make the parents the enemy. Like it would. Yeah. It would have been more. We would have been able to empathize with her more if the parents sucked more. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But they were too relatable. Like you were too much. Like oh, like there are moments where the dad is a good dad despite the fact he's trying to kill her. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like. They're coping with it how they can. And it's like, they're, they're not coping it with it the right way. But what are you going to do? they didn't exactly deserve, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was definitely, like, I didn't, I felt bad for them, too. And that was not the proper thing for me to sympathize Yeah, with her. Because they really were, were trying to protect the world from this situation. They were doing it the wrong way. Yeah. They should have educated her and, like, helped her process and learn how to use their powers. But then you have this, like, inclination, as you said, towards evil. And that, like, if she can do all that, that's scary. Yeah, and not she just She could have just envisioned, like, happy family at home. Everyone's great. Mom calls me to check on me. Because yeah. she loves me or because... Yeah. She's out scary. here. And now she's, like, untethered. Too. Yeah. So she can manipulate people as she wants. Yeah. Who cares if Anya even had a life before her? Yeah. And that sucks. Super I am all for... Girl love on screen. Yeah. But it should be consensual. Yeah. I feel like that's 100%. a reasonable expectation. Yes. Because it did, I mean, it seemed genuine in the moments. It was cute. Yeah. I was like, nice. It definitely, yeah. And that's what, it, it feels like you're being robbed. Like, the, yeah. like the horror said, right? It's like this, you are led to believe that that's what it's going to be. It's going to mm-hmm. be self-discovery of, of someone figuring out their sexuality. And you find those, like, genuine, beautiful moments. And they seem so sweet. And then you look back and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It, Aww. like, just steals the enjoyableness of their relationship. And really makes it seem predatory and kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it, it's like, rape is still rape, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah. It's, it's still not. I don't want them to touch now. Because I know it's not. Because she really loves her. And I yeah. guess maybe it's like they do that as like a question. Like now the audience has to question whether or not the love is genuine or not. But mm-hmm. I think they set it up to I be. I pretty sure. That it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Jennifer's body when her and Needy have that kiss. Yeah. That also felt 
like predatory. Mm. Like, I mean, in the fact that like Jennifer was a demon, yeah, right, succubus, but um, that it didn't feel like that's what I really didn't feel like Jennifer Needy would have ever done that, yeah, if things were normal. And so it's like we don't really ever get to know if she really would be that. And and what would have mm-hmm. happened if she just had seen like a beautiful man? Yeah. Because we don't even know if she's actually like queer. Yeah, we don't know. Like, what her, or that, like that she's mean. lesbian. She could be bi. Like we don't. We have no understanding of that. She doesn't know that either. But with this power and the fact that she can manipulate so easily Anya, who is also still now indebted to her for bringing her back to life, essentially. Yeah, and like. That's an abusive relationship. Did they just not talk about that? Like, the fact she just full disappeared? And she had to remember, I was here, and then I was gone, and now I'm back. Yeah. I saw you in the pool dimension. Yeah. What are we doing here? Like, it didn't... If anything, Anya's probably terrified. Yeah. Because now she is, like, controlled by this. Like, she probably had a moment where she realized that, and now she has no control over it. Mm -hmm. It's so scary. And she'll never know now, because she can just settle with controlling this person instead of and like what if she gets bored of her and then just like took zip, five years of her zaps. life for what yeah zip zapped her away that sucks yeah i mean it was a fun film it was just like it was. Oof. and i did i mean i enjoy it like because i like villains mm-hmm. i like villain stories i just wish it was less like on the coattails of queer mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i wish it was less that um and I thought it was unique, for yeah. sure. It was definitely unique. Yeah. And I, there was times where, you know, like with the, the zapping and stuff, where I was generally, I was like, when do you zap them back? I was like, zap grandpa back. <laughs> yeah, like, like bring everyone back. Fix your grandma. I don't know. Do something. Make the son not dead now. Like, yeah, I don't like, know. What could, you, you could do anything. You could do that, apparently. Why are you not, you know? Um, that scene, though, with the son. Oof. Yeah, that oof. was emotional. I would say just watch it to be emotionally destroyed by that scene yeah it's worth it this is definitely horror it was big empathy and big horror building i think it did a really good job there and i think it's cool to see so many films like offering some variety of the queer experience like normalizing it for people who don't consider it normal i think that's dope Mm -hmm. because then it makes a lot of people feel like like myself who realized I wasn't fully straight watching Inuyasha. Because <laughs> like, uh, there was a bath scene with Kagome, and I was like, I am feeling... I don't understand. <laughs> We're turning it off. <laughs> We're turning it off. No, I don't know. Pretend real. it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. Um, so, so like, but like, yeah, like, you know, if you get more representation, you don't feel, like, as much of a freak when you're growing yeah. up. You're like, I don't understand what's happening. Is this why I'm so awkward around everyone? <laughs> Every single Because I know. just like everyone and I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, yeah, That's I just true. feel like it helps normalize representation. You see representations of, like, who you are on screen that's really helpful so that's cool yeah but also yeah make it consensual make it just like a great as i said a queer old time yeah she could have been a superhero yes very easily i mean i guess it wouldn't have been a horror well the parents could have been the villains and then that was a horror film yeah i mean a horror horrific things could have happened and then she could have like Mm -hmm. you know change it up or like i mean yeah i think i Honestly, don't even mind that much that she's a villain. It's just that she's a queer villain. Yeah. That's tired to me. But also, like, as, like, someone who grew up religious and was also suppressed and also mm-hmm. queer, <laughs> it was like, I could, this could have been 
Like I could have felt something with Thelma and there was parts when I did. There yeah. was parts when I genuinely had a connection to her and I was like, oh, I get that. Yeah. Ooh. I've had those conversations. Mm-hmm. I've had that feeling. I've had that fear. Like, I, yeah. you know, where she like, was really relatable in the onset and they steal it away. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, Ooh, I'm being seen. Um, and then, you know, it does kind of, yeah, we just kind of lose it at yeah. the end by, like Trey said, like, by making it more about her being a monster to everybody and it being, like, um, like eventual. Like, it was going to happen. Yeah. Like, inevit- inevitable. The fact that they made it inevitable and that she was just going to be a villain to everyone, that's the problem I have with it. Yeah, because you're seeing, feeling seen in a character and then they're making that character monstrous. Yeah. And that just is, like... Oh, and never am could I be now anything. monstrous? Yeah, like that's it's definitely as yeah. as he said, it's robbing you of that like kind of camaraderie or empathy that you have for this character. Yeah, for sure. Um, still, I still did enjoy it, um, despite all those complicated emotions. Which is because, like, I mean, you kind of have to do that, <laughs> right? With especially with horror and with like us having people having complicated identities yeah you sometimes have to just put things on the back burner yeah and be like i'll unpack that later on my show yeah <laughs> uh, but for now i'm gonna enjoy this what was life before we had a show yeah like, what, we just i guess the internet life. didn't know <laughs> about the thing i confessed live about inuyasha because i never said that to nobody except for maybe isaiah so here we are. that's fun yeah yeah i can't pin here, here first <laughs> I cannot pinpoint because it was kind of just always. <laughs> it was always just like, people are pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I was just always like, I know I'm not supposed to think that, but I do. I was and I'm just not going to tell anybody. I was very, um, I was definitely the kind of like weird obsessive friend who was like, we're best friends. We're best friends. Right? Right? Like, I'm not going to murder you. I just like need to know. I but I will murder people who get close to you. Confirmed? <laughs> like, what are we? Yeah. I'm five. <laughs> yeah. like i love everyone it what makes a lot of the, sense sometimes uh what is it the i forget what the the code is for where it's just like established a relationship oh yeah uh, etr no no because it's not established establish. it's something is an else. E word though right yeah define oh dtr define DTR. the relationship yeah <laughs> you're like that five you're like we need a dtr <laughs> are we best friends or just regular friends i need to where Gage did you how invested I'll be in this situation? Yeah. If I zapped you, would you forgive me? <laughs> the exist- Are we ride or die? Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. How unhealthy is our dynamic? We're being attacked by the outside <laughs> world. Anyway, that was Thelma. That's yeah. some of the words we have to say. This is kind of a shorter episode. But I mean, like, there really wasn't that much more to unpack because it yeah. really was like a lot of the time was spent just on, like, aesthetics. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just filler of, like, look how pretty this is. Or, like, sex scenes in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate it. Yeah, it was <laughs> I a don't great hate film. seeing it. Yeah. Especially because Anya, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and she's, like, she's tan, too. She's, like, uh-huh. brown. She's a brown woman. Yeah. Um, Which I'm happy like, she wasn't dead at the end. Yeah. Like, when she was gone, I was like, are they... Are you they can't her back? What's happening? The whole time I was like, "Where? Okay, is she back yet? Are you gonna bring her back?" I was like, "How have you forgotten about her right now? Yeah. Like you're just going home and you're dealing with this stuff and you're not. You're just gonna let her, her be gone? Like what? Yeah, it was so, such a time. I was like, "How dare you? I thought you loved her. 
we loved her yeah. <laughs> all of us loved her she was like she definitely sold the show honestly yeah what a great actress. like can she act yes yeah answer is yes she's just beautiful too put her in more stuff yeah yeah so beautiful she kind of looks like who did i say my other wife um i forgot rosario dawson ah she looks a little bit like rosario dawson okay like in that like they have like face shape kind of yeah like similar like um like the size of her features yeah are similar i see that and that it's like kind of peculiar yeah like really she's like uniquely beautiful yeah it's like yeah for sure like rosario my wife yeah she doesn't know it but i guess we're not gonna manipulate her into loving you for real we'll just hopefully (laughs) no rosario (laughs) are you listening call call us if you're listening (laughs) sorry Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. The whole point of this film is was that said that's bad. They told me that I was Thelma. <laughs> they put the experience out there. So it's inevitable that no. I am also evil. No, it's not. And that I'm going to force Rosario Dawson to fall in love with me. That's not what's going to happen. I would, but with my charm. Yeah. I feel like it would be genuine. <laughs> I feel like she just she like, would just like me. Yeah. We could be friends. Yeah. And friends, just friends. <laughs> just friends, just friends, just friends, just friends. <laughs> They're like, Gabe, why are you always so horny on this show? <laughs> and it's it's so true to life because when we did our like crushes in the one I love, yours are all cartoons. Yep. And you did your Inuasha, and then the one with like people, and then I'm like Rosario, like making people real uncomfortable. And you're like, yeah. fictional. Mine land. are all fictional characters. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, real. All right, well. That's cool. <laughs> I like real people, too. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I lived on the... Under- like, I literally just watched TV and play video games. That yeah. was my entire childhood, because I was a weird kid and didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. So, that's where my crushes lie. <laughs> real kids were mean. We're so. opening up. That's your gift for December, is that we're opening up during the queer horror um, <laughs> series for you to see who yeah. we are. Um, but with that being said... Yeah. Don't get married. Delete your kids. Yeah. Or teleport your them. kid will teleport. You're the kid. really sad. That was so sad. <laughs> it's real mess though. I was just like, oh God, is this the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, it's like Hakeem Jire. Bring him okay? back. Bring the baby back. Are you okay? All right. Yeah. Well, bye. Bye.